0: Welcome to the Double Drill Podcast. I'm your host, DS Walk. And before I start, I want to thank everybody for joining in on today's show. Today's show is going to be talked about game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. And we're going to take a brief look into the NBA Finals between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. But let's go back in time to Monday for game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. And just want to say that the numbers are in. And Monday's game seven was the most watched Eastern Conference finals game ever on TNT, peaking at 14.3 million viewers. And I'm quite positive that I can say this that majority of those viewerships were in Massachusetts and the Miami, Florida area. Congratulations to everybody who tuned in, because I tuned in. And 14.3 people tuned in to watch the Boston Celtics choke. Absolutely didn't show up in game seven. On the first offensive play for the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum went down with an injury. A sprained ankle. And the Boston Celtics, Boston Celtics could not recover from that. The Miami Heat who was basically playing some terrible basketball most of the season, turned turned it on the last 12 games of the season, went into the play-in game and barely won. Got into the postseason, got into the first round, the second round against Milwaukee. They turned it up. I mean, they turned it up big time. They... Turned it up against the Knicks. And now they turned it up against the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics could have made history on Monday. They could have been the first team to come back from 3-0 down and win a game seven and go to the finals. Now, that record is 0-151. if you're Boston Celtics fans, or if you're a basketball fan. Now it's all about what's next for the Boston Celtics, because we know where the Miami Heat going. They're going to Denver, Colorado, and they're going to play against Denver Nuggets, a team that swept them the season series from them. But if you're the Boston Celtics, where you go from here? I mean, today Joe Mazzulla lost three assistants. The big discussion now is, do you pay? Um Jalen Brown, the Supermax deal, five years and $295 million. You got some people who say that he's not worth it. And you got some people who say, well, worth it. The Boston Celtics already came out and said that they're going to resign him. Then you got people who want him traded. And then you got guys like Jay Williams who said, Breaking up Tatum and Brown is the dumbest topic, the dumbest idea you can think of. I kind of agree with that. But here's the thing, though. When you paying a guy that Supermax deal, are you paying him to be the man or are you paying him to be the sidekick? Because Jalen Brown, who is a competitor, wants to be the man. You think he wants to be the sidekick to Jason Tatum, even though Jason Tatum is the best player on that team? Oh, and by the way, he is due for the super max deal he's going to get more than Jalen Brown. So even though the Boston Celtics already crushed the numbers, did everything they need to do, they're going to pay him. But it's not like they can pay him and trade him because that would be stupid. If they trade him, he won't get the Supermax deal. He'll get a max deal. Something that he doesn't want especially for a guy who, who's been balling for the last three years. Now, even though this season, or I should say this playoffs or this Eastern Conference Finals, he didn't show up. He played terrible. But, yeah, so did Jason Tatum. So did Marcus Smart. So did Al Horford. So did head coach Joe Mazzula. He couldn't figure out the zone. He couldn't get his guys to figure out. He couldn't get his guys in the right place to defend or to go at the zone. He couldn't do it. No matter what the Boston Celtics did, they couldn't figure out the zone. I remember um, listening to B- uh, Bumani Jones when he talked about the zone, that like zone for cowards. He said all the time, if a team plays a zone, the zone are for cowards. What do you say about a team who can't figure it out the zone? What do you say to a team that who had two of the best players on the court on one team and they couldn't figure out the zone? We say about a team who went seven for 43 at the three-point line. Then the night before, the game before, excuse me, shot even worse. What do you say about a team like that who got two of the – best athletic players in the game and they can't get to the hole i say that is bad x and o's i say that you're not using your players to their strength i say that you're not putting Jalen brown in good position to succeed he shouldn't be taking all those three-point shots he should be driving to the lane. Same thing with Jason Tatum. But see, this is the flaw of the Boston Celtics that showed up in game seven and also in game one, two, and three, and in game six, in which they should have lost. They should have lost game six. But a miracle put back by White won the game for them. The Boston Celtics should have lost to the Philadelphia 76ers. But a miraculous fourth quarter by Jason Tatum in game six of that series won for the, won for the Boston Celtics. And they took that momentum to game seven and beat Philly and basically got Doc Rivers fired. But what happened in games one, two, and three? What happened in game six and seven? It's like the Boston Celtics played four bad games. Four bad games. Technically, they played five bad games. They just got lucky. It's like we, we see the good and the bad of the Boston Celtics during this playoff run. As a matter of fact, they were one of the worst home teams during this postseason. So if you look at the Boston Celtics, where do you go from here? Do you continue to add around Tatum and Brown? Or do you stand packed with the talent that you have? I'm talking about, you know, the Robert Williams, the Al Horford, the Marcus Smart, White. Do you add on? Or do you stay or stay packed? Malcolm Brogdon, who, who had a, a strained elbow, he couldn't, he played game seven. He, he shouldn't even play because he he couldn't do anything. I, I mean, you know, the Boston Celtics, as good as they are, they are also a very flawed team. And and they, for the fact that they didn't even show up for game seven, I mean, I understand Jason Tatum's your best player, but you got Brown, you got Smart. You got Horford, you got Williams, you got Grant Williams, you got uh, Derek White. Come on, man. You mean y'all couldn't make this a, a competitive game? I mean, it, it, if y'all watch the game, I think the lowest they got this lead down was to like either 9 or 11, then it goes right back up to 20 or 22. I mean, this game was over in the third quarter. Over in the third quarter. Uh, even though they were down by double digits in uh, going to halftime, but you kind of felt the momentum of the Boston Celtics. The crowd was still in it. But then with the third quarter start, it went from 78 to 68 to 88 to 68. You, 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 you just... I I just don't know, man. I just kind of feel like the Boston Celtics left a lot on the table. I kind of felt that, you know, they just didn't show up. Even even with Tatum injury, they didn't even show up. They didn't. And and it's it's disheartening for for that fan base, for that organization, because they had championship um, dreams. They had championship dreams. And, you know, they didn't get there. For a team that got there last season and lost the uh, in six games to the Golden State Warriors, and I understand e Yudoka Udoka was the head coach, and I understand that that was his staff that was uh coaching this year's team. But this team looked different. I mean, yeah, you know, the reports came out that you know um that was a gut punch to the team that he may don't got fired before the season start and you know that affected them i can i see that and I, and that i understand you lose your leader to to a human resource situation i'm just calling how they good. that's how they call it and you really don't give the players any explanation, and these and the players develop a relationship with Ime Udoka because they respected him, they will play for him. I mean, how many times we seen the clips where Jason Tatum take a bad shot or miss Simon on defense or Jalen Brown take a bad shot or miss an assignment on defense, or Robert Williams missed an assignment on defense? Eme Udoka meet them half court, let them have it. I mean, we seen that how many times last season? How many times we seen that this season? We didn't see that. Guys respected that. Guys respect that because he was coaching them hard. He was pushing them hard. He was pushing the right buttons to get this team to play. This season, it was kind of looked like they just coast. I'm not gonna say they weren't interested, but you know they didn't play hard enough for this coach. Until they, until his job was on the line. If they would have got swept, Joe Musula would have got fired. You think that I didn't get back to the players? You think they didn't know that? You think that they bust their behinds to come out and win the next three games? They did for their coach, but they also did it for their pride. They did it for pride, but they also did it for their coach because. His fate was in their hands. They couldn't afford, he couldn't afford to get swept. And let alone, I don't think they wanted to get swept. So you see them make that miraculous comeback to get back in the series, take it to a game seven. And when they to get to a game seven, they lay a goose egg. It's like, all right, we did it. We're good. His job is safe now. Nah, we're good. I, I'm just saying. Now, I don't. I don't believe they quit, but I do believe they stopped playing hard. I, I truly believe that when Jason Tatum got hurt, even though he played through the injury, I just think this this team just stopped playing hard and start thinking about Cancun and get ready for next season. I mean, where's your professional pride, man? Everything was on the line. It, If they would have beat Miami, I truly believe that they would have gave Denver Nuggets hell. I believe they probably would have took Denver Nuggets to seven games. I truly believe that. Now, I'm not saying Miami won't do that. But I'm saying that the Boston Celtics would have presented a little more difficulty because they have two guys just like Denver have that are game changers and who can make life difficult on the perimeter for the Denver Nuggets. And sometimes when they draft to the hole when they want to, they can make things even more difficult for the Denver Nuggets to defend. So if you're the Boston Celtics, what's what's the plan for the offseason? I mean, you know, I'm, I just touched on a little bit earlier that, you know, the Celtics may lose three assistants. Um, ben Sullivan, Aaron Miles, and Mike Muser are expected to join Emei Doko staff in Houston. And Boston already been talking about bringing more experienced veteran staff for their young coach so that, so that they can take some of those responsibilities away from him. And I think that's a good idea. But I think they need to do more. I really do. I think they need to continue to build around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think they need to add more pieces to this team, to that core. I think that they need to be more athletic in the starting lineup. I, I hope Robert Williams will be the starting center. I do believe they need a better foreman. And I truly believe they need a starter point guard. I'll move Marcus Smart back to the bench and I'll bring Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart off the bench. That's just my opinion on that one. And you're gonna get Gallinari. He'll be back next season at the tournament's ACL during the uh during the uh his country basketball um game. Um he for Italy during the FIBA he tore his ACL. He'll be back for next season. so that'd be another piece coming back. Grant Wales probably won't be back because he won twenty million year. so you will probably find a replacement him through the draft or through free agent free agency. um you know there's an article out here right now on the bleach report talking about the case with trading Jalen Brown. I think that would be a dumb move. But I do believe it's something they should explore. And I think that that's something Jalen Brown should be open to because at some point, he's going to want to be the man. And at some point, he does not want to be or play second fiddle to Jason Tatum. I think that's something he might explore down the road. I don't think now. Because I think now it's about I'm signing a Supermax deal if we don't get or win a championship in a year or two, then you think about all right, that's it's about time. Maybe we should break this this uh team up of uh, Tatum and Brown and just build around Tatum and we'll trade Jalen and we get some some draft picks or the young star player. I don't now is not the time to do it. Maybe two years from now, yes if the Boston Celtics don't win a championship or don't get back to the finals. And then you had this article about Jay Williams, Carter, Tatum, Brown split the dumbest topic. It is. I just touched on it. It is. You don't break that up. You, you don't. I mean, if you break that up right now, the Boston Celtics going to be, excuse me, the Boston Celtics, Will go from a top three team in the Eastern Conference, a top five team in the NBA, to maybe a seven, eight seed or play in team if you break this, this tandem up easily. Because they play good off of each other. You don't want to mess that chemistry up. But why I say what you need to do if you're Joe Missoula is that you're going to have to demand Tatum and Brown, who are, like I said, two of the most athletic, gifted uh, wings in the NBA. They need to use their height advantage and go to the hole more. I think the Boston Celtics as a team need to be more balanced. I mean, whatever happened to the three-level score, whatever happened to that, I kind of think Boston have two players who can be easily three-level scorers. Easily. They need to get back to that. The Boston self needs to get back to playing inside out, being more balanced. Because it, you don't want to be that team that lives by a three, die by the three. The three can only win you so, so many ball games. You're not the Golden State Warriors. They got shooters that are what's well, some of the best in history. They got Hall of Fame shooters. They got shooters who, who make three-point shots in their sleep. They're lethal. You don't have those type of players. You got guys who can shoot the ball, score in the post, score in the mid-range, shoot the three, and defend. They need to get back to that. They need to get back to being uh, one of the best diamond duels, but yet they need to get that they had the potential to be three level scorers. And I think they need to be that. But they also need a more balanced offense. Defensively, you know, they were top five. I wouldn't mind adding a defensive low post player. You got one of the best uh, wing defensive players in Marcus Smart. But just imagine you have another low-post defensive player to play alongside Robert Williams, a guy off the bench. Or just imagine, think about having another defensive wing player coming off the bench to complement Marcus Smart and Robert Williams. I think the Boston Celtics are going to have an offseason where they're going to have to make some tough choices. I think that they're going to have an season where they're going to have to see what pieces fit, what pieces don't. They might have to make some bold moves, but the moves that they make is, is need the moves to be about winning the championship. And as far as the Miami Heat, congratulations to them. Congratulations to the Miami Heat because they weren't supposed to be here. The AFC into the NBA Finals. Jimmy Butler called his shot last season. Called his shot last season when they lost to Boston. Said they will get back here. They're going to do this again, and they're going to win. And they did. So, congratulations to the Miami Heat. They deserve to be here. They're going to give the Denver Nuggets a definitely a tough, tough NBA Final Series. I don't think they're going to win, but it's not going to be easy for Denver. Because I do believe that zone they play is going to be effective. Now, Denver have a guy and the Joker who can break that zone. But I just believe that the way Jimmy Butler is playing and how he inspired his brothers, his teammates, that I do believe that the Miami he's going to make this difficult. And it's going to be a very good series. Eric Spostra is a top three coach in the nba and was all said done he might go down as one of the top three top two best coaches in the nba i mean the, the way that he coaches and the way that he can get Gabe vincent duncan robinson uh khalil khalil martin the way and max Strauss, the way he can get these guys playing the way that he used their talent to their advantage. Remember these guys were these guys were struggling this season and they found their groove the last 12 games plus the playing game and in the playoffs. I'm not going down that road that like, these guys were undrafted free agents. I'm not going down that route. These guys were ball players. These guys are shooters and they found their sh- they shot at the right time. Jimmy Butler and Eric Spostra and Udonis Haslem, has gotten this team this far. They deserve a lot of credit, especially Jimmy Butler, for giving his brother's confidence and coming out there and just taking the shot and making them. 37-year-old Kyle Lowry, who's coming off the bench, who's not the same player as he was three years ago, is hitting shots. Shots that he was missing last season. Shots he was missing during the season. He's hitting them. Duncan Robinson, who didn't see a day of light this past season, but has seen a lot of daylight this postseason, hitting big shots. Oh, and by the way, Tyler Hero, former reigning sixth man of the year, is coming back in game three the Miami he got some shooters and the defense that Denver plays is going to leave one of those shooters open KCP KCP can't guard all three shooters Bruce Brown can't guard all three all three guys so they're going to be some open shots and they're going to hit them the question is when it comes to Denver Can they slow the Miami Heat down? You're not going to slow Jimmy Buckets down. But can you slow Tyler Hero down? Can you slow Max Strauss down? Can you slow Khalil Martin down? Can you slow Gabe Vincent down? Can you do that? That's going to be the key. Bam is going to be Bam. Kevin Love is a Venom player who's going to hit some shots no matter what, can you do it? And Eric Sposter, one of the best X's and O's, one of the best motivators in basketball, he's going to get his team inspired. He's going to get them playing hard basketball. He's going to get them playing tough basketball. The Miami Heat's the type of team where they're not going to go away. They're always going to be in no matter what. Where you win about 15 or 20, they're going to make a run. They're never going to be out of a game. So it's going to be the key for Denver, who tomorrow, when this game starts, will have nine days off. And best to believe, the rust factor is going to play a role. But once they shake that rust off, are they? will they be able to solve the zone and force Miami to play their game? Or are they going to fall victim to the zone? No matter what, nobody thinks. This NBA Finals is going to be good. And, and listen, whether it goes four, five, six, or seven, you're going to get the best out of these two teams. Yokes are going to step up. Murray going to step up. Jimmy Butler going to step up. And his teammates are going to hit big shots. This should be a good and entertaining NBA Finals. I am looking forward to it. And again, I'm calling my shot. I do believe, I do believe that Denver's gonna win in five. But it is not gonna be an easy five. It's not gonna be a dominant performance by Denver. I don't see it. Jimmy Butler in the Miami, he got a lot of pride. That heat culture is real. And they're not gonna go away. They're gonna make it tough with Jamal Murray. They're gonna make it tough with the Joker. They're gonna make it tough with KCP. They're gonna make it tough with Michael Porter Jr. They're gonna make it tough on the Denver Nuggets in general. But I do believe that the Denver Nuggets, because I believe they're more talented than the Miami Heat, they should be able to pull off and win the finals and claim their first championship in franchise history. Again, NBA Finals starts tomorrow. Out was it? 9 p.m. Eastern Time, or 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and it should be a good one. So I hope everybody tuned in, just like how everybody tuned in for the Eastern Conference Finals. We got the Joker versus Buckets. It should be good. This has been the Double Drill Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day, and enjoy tomorrow's NBA Finals. I'm DS Walt, and I am out. Peace. (coughs)